Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. Uh, this could be the tequila talking, but I love you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch out for you guys. Steve, you're you're missing, dude. Record. God, this is gold. <laughs> hey, don't. Yeah, you're, this is the fun stuff. This is what people want to hear. Yeah, Adam, get the audience going. Adam, you you're describing my dream night. <laughs> Alone, drinking whiskeys. Maybe yeah. neat, maybe on the rocks. Who knows? If you're feeling frisky, um, and then uh, watching reruns of something on what, like Hulu or HBO or what? What's I, your? Uh, I don't care. I I've got streaming I go, platform of choice. I go Hulu. You know what? I bet you'd watch a hockey game. Doesn't matter I which do. one. Yeah. I put hockey and I throw a, a Jack's frozen pizza in. <laughs> All right. All right. I can get on board with that. That'll get the transfer boys mad at me. <laughs> yeah, the, wash it down with a few gin. There you, yeah, absolutely on the rocks. Maybe a Manhattan version. I whatever, whatever. Stir it with a meat stick of choice, preferably Jack Links. <laughs> Fantastic Wisconsin company. <laughs> oh God, I want. I really want you to. I really want you to buy uh, Jack Links jerkies as stir sticks i do that and then i throw all the garbage right on the floor and just leave it because <laughs> i don't care and then trip over it as you stumble to bed at two in the morning i just sleep right there even better <sighs> why move better floss your teeth with some beef tendon <laughs> Now that's just silly, Daniel. That that's taking it too far. Yeah, that that was the one. <laughs> that's what that crossed was what the line. Too far. Yeah. A little central, a little central spirits mouthwash. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're speaking my language, my friend. Yep. <laughs> I am, uh, guys. What's this podcast about? Milwaukee. I was really hoping you'd tell us the episode. What are we even doing here tonight? Besides trying to get this podcast off the damn ground. <laughs> I believe we are going to be. Oh no, we are currently talking to Daniel of Wash B and B and John of Cream City Stays about something amazing happening in Milwaukee? The, these guys are all about Milwaukee and they're all about amazing things. I like that we're still talking about them like they're not here. <laughs> like they're in the green room right, waiting to get in. Um, Yeah, I don't mind. They can. We'll just do the whole interviews just you and me, Adam. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can answer for Daniel. I know enough about him. Well, yeah, and, yes. And, um, for those of you who have been listening to us, uh, at least for the last year, Daniel was on the podcast 
April 3rd ish. April 3rd, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Of yes. last year, talking to us about his recently started Wash BNB. In mid pivot. In mid pivot of a freaking pandemic. And uh, you know what? I felt like we needed to have him back. We need to know what's going on today. Yeah, we need to know what's going on today, right now. The roller coaster is still in play. It's ups and downs, loops, upside down, inside out. Um, and I think we're on the way back up right now, which is really fun. Yes. Daniel, the roller coaster never ends. You know that. That's true. I think that's what we're we're finding out. This is my first time starting a, a company, a startup, if you will. And uh, yeah, it's lots of ups and downs, sometimes in the same day. You can find me crying in the morning and popping a bottle of champagne in the afternoon and crying again at night. Wait a minute. So you have to have a startup to do that? <laughs> okay, that was caught me off guard. Nice yeah, work. I it am... just shortens the cycle. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, welcome, guys, to the show, John and Daniel. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks, guys. Um, you guys sound wonderful on your new uh, podcast microphone. Just for you, Steve and Adam. <laughs> I love it. And all of your listeners. Yes. It was a it was a mandate. Anytime anybody wants to come back to the program, we go fine. Yeah. But you need to have a baller microphone. He's, he's setting a. They're setting a whole new standard. And, and uh, Daniel uh, didn't even blink an eye. It just happened. He just did it. Yeah. He made it happen. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, NPR, they send you a whole setup to record. And um, so what? I just wanted, I wanted to just feel like I was on Guy Raz's show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rocking some How I Built This. Yeah, good luck with that. I wish I could do an impression of him, but I can't. He's got such a unique voice. You guys, I pitched Guy Raz on Clubhouse. Come on. It feel? was wild. I jumped into the room and didn't really understand what was going on. It was really early in the room. Yeah. And just heard guys sort of finish his intro and then say, let's take some ideas. Who would like to pitch me your idea? I raised my hand and I was on stage three seconds later. Having oh, no idea shit. what the room was about, the room was titled "Pitch Guy Raz Your Idea." <laughs> Turns out there were also like five venture capitalists, like VCs, on the call uh, in the room, and so I think I managed to blurt out that I want to help Airbnb host with their laundry. Guy Raz, I'm a huge fan. You changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then he popped champagne and cried. <laughs> And he said, can you tell us a little more? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, got to go. See you later. Yeah. So I did get through like the 30 second version of Wash B&B. Uh, definitely not my greatest moment in pitching. Uh, but the Q&A was great. The VCs, like one of the one of the VCs on the call in the room had um, was an early investor in Sonder, knew the laundry thing, you know, really inside it out. So it ended up being a great conversation, but uh, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> there was only 4,000 people in the room. Only. Which was, yeah. which was cool. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Daniel, how many times had you done that pitch in front of a, an audience like that on stage before? Zero. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it because yeah. I don't know that I would have gotten a word out. 
I would have cried right there. And, <laughs> I would have ran, been I, walking to the stage, bawling my eyes out. Why did phone. I raise my hand? I would have. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I yeah, it was it was it was a fun night actually. I was just home alone, um, talking to my buddy Guy. You know, he was in Sonoma. We connected because I'm I grew up really close to Sonoma, and um, no, but actually, I think four people on that in that room have invested in wash B's crowdfunding campaign. And I think I got like over 200 DMS uh, from people who were like excited about what we were doing and interested in wash B just from that like awkward interaction. Uh, so there was definitely some value there and actually it really led to, to us pivoting to crowdfunding. So I want to dig into that a little bit. And John, uh, we're, we we're we're not going to ignore you this whole thing. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because uh, not only uh, not only are you a true Milwaukee guy, but um, it's it's a very 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 integral part to what Daniel's doing as well. And I think you know um, it's why to have both of you on is uh, is great to see kind of both sides of how this this system comes together. Um, b- before we jump in with Cream City Stays, Daniel, I just want to dig in on that point you made, okay? You, a year ago exactly, you you were facing a lot of challenges, and you had just you know gotten this company off the ground. You were already pivoting. You were you were implementing new new parts of the business, and what has happened over the past year? Now you're poised and ready to take on investment. It has been, like I said, an absolute roller coaster. We, um, when we, when I was on this podcast last, we were thinking about how we were going to survive the pandemic. If people would ever travel again, if Airbnb would go bankrupt, um, if I myself would go bankrupt, mm. um, and. <clears throat> We did, we, you know, we talked a lot about the pivot that we did at that point in time. Um, and that has become its own company. It's called washhero.org. We're still doing laundry for people who can't pay for it. And we're still doing laundry for people who can pay for it and helps pay for the people that can't pay for it. Um, it's a really cool mission-driven company. Um, we spun it off into washhero.org. Um, we made Cat, who developed the original idea for Washiro into the CEO for that company. And it's still a very important and meaningful part of our story. But by telling that story, we landed a big customer, the Double Dutch Hotel in Milwaukee, which opened in July. So mm-hmm. part oh, of nice. us telling that, yeah, part of us telling that story um, led us to Julie Kaufman, who reached out to us through her team and we ended up winning the business and that allowed us to build wash B the way we thought we could. Um, and to do it with customers, John, who's sitting here with me was the first customer for wash B and B. And, um, so the hotel coming on board sort of enabled us to buy linens, uh, and start our full wash B and B service in August of last year. And we've added customers in all of our segments since then and when things really picked up again in the winter or fall with covid uh, that gave us some time to really sit down with our numbers and customers and figure out what we had on our hands Um, we knew that people loved the service and guests loved the sheets 
Um, and so we sat down and figured out how do we make this into a bigger company? How do we grow it? And, um, and that led us to this point now where we've got a really cool pitch. We've got a really cool idea um, that the hospitality industry seems to think is, is really interesting. Um, we're creating value for our customers and, and up, upgrading their guests, their guest experience, their stays, like what they sleep in, what they dry off of, which is really cool. Um, and because of the app Clubhouse, another one of these things that just sort of like interjected itself in my life and sort of changed things for the better, we've been able to create a bunch of momentum. Um, when you talk about laundry in front of an Airbnb host, it's a very, very fast connection to something that they hate doing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, for most people for laundry, right? Like there are people out there that don't like doing laundry and some very few that do. Um, but specifically when you provide overnight accommodations for people, it just creates a ton of laundry. So when you tell somebody you want to take that off of their hands, usually it's like, I don't care how much it costs, please do it for me right now or yesterday. Um, and so that's a fun thing. Um, a bunch of hosts came to us and said, why don't, how do we invest in you or how do we buy franchises? And, um, and so we sort of pivoted away from asking a whole bunch of venture capital type folks for money into asking our community for money, um, but not a donation, like actually purchasing equity in the company. And so when you pay your wash BNB invoice, you pay yourself a little bit if you're an investor um, and we can all grow this thing together. Daniel, uh, I've got some breaking news on the podcast. Adam, are you ready? I don't think I am. John, you ready for this? Ready. Yeah, see Adam, <laughs> everyone's ready but you. Okay, fine, I'm ready. I, I need a sound effect though. Is there like a breaking news? Like, yeah. That's just in. Keep doing. Keep doing that. Daniel, the household, the Glenn household here tonight, approved investment in Wash B and B. So we're gonna jump in on that crowdfunding. That's where the fireworks. Man. Sound effect needed to go off. This is why crowdfunding is so cool. I mean, it like it honestly almost brings a tear to my eye when people just say like, "We believe in what you're doing. We love your team. We think the idea is cool." Um, and for just a hundred dollars starting investment, you can like having a meaningful impact in a cool Milwaukee company's chance at making it big. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Like, thank you. That's so cool. I really appreciate you and, and your wife and the whole family for jumping on board. Um, we didn't ask the kids because they're they're idiots. So we left we left <laughs> them out of it. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, dude. but um, and they would have outnumbered you. They, they would have yelled. They uh, I don't even know what they they would have they would have done something like uh, I'll vote to get us a new Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you they know, all vote you. I would have given this passionate speech about Daniel and his company, and at the end they would have said, huh? Yep. <laughs> That's why I don't talk to them. Anyway, or they don't talk to me. Um, well, so I hope that we can put them through college yeah. on on your return in that. <laughs> that sounds about right, like the timeline and horizon we're, we're thinking yeah, they're about. On, they're on their own. You're, you, you, just, you just worry about my <laughs> retirement, my man. They're on You're their just going to yeah. spend it on beef jerky. <laughs> All right, beach house for Steve. Kid, kids get to go to trade school. Yeah, whatever they get. There it is. Um, Dan, yeah, we we definitely believe in you, and and so I'm interested in um shifting gears a little bit to John and John. 
want want a little bit of your background and and you know we always pretend when we have uh, a guest on like no, you know we pretend we don't know anything about it and tell us a little about Cream City Stays um and and tell us how this relationship came to be between the two of you and what you saw in the model that was so intriguing uh, for your business. Sure. I had some kind of major life events happen about two years ago and uh, uh, lost my dad to a battle with cancer. And uh, me and my brother had been kind of just talking about some ways um, to maybe, you know, invest some of the um, inheritance that we had received from him. And uh, we wanted to kind of keep it um, in a family business and kind of do something together. Uh, we were always kind of interested in real estate. And so I went and got my real estate license and kind of started that whole process. And then while that was all going on, had a friend kind of pitch, you know, essentially pitch the idea of, of or the, the power of Airbnb and short-term rentals and operating a business in that fashion um, in 2019. So October 1st of 2019, I put my first listing up on Airbnb to kind of uh, test it out and get, dip my toes in the water a little bit. And uh, was managing it all myself. So, you know, I was doing the laundry. I was doing the cleanings. I had the time to do that um, then. Um, and was obviously probably quickly finding out about the laundry issue. But um, other than that, everything was going fine. And I was like, okay, I need to expand. So um, I need to do this in multiple properties. That was kind of the whole idea behind the business. So we went out and worked. You know, I grinded and hit, hit the concrete and walked around and emailed and called and did anything I could to try to find somebody who would partner with me and let me um, kind of manage more properties and worked out a great deal somewhere with a, with a developer. And we put a uh, five units in a, in a building and uh, quickly, um, you know, laundry was going to be a problem, but I think I had met Daniel actually just before that. So um, we had kind of talked about wash BNB and Daniel was willing to, at the time kind of work with me, and um, help me manage my laundry um, as I had currently had it, which was with my own purchased stuff and linens and towels, you know, Costco or wherever else you pull your your stuff from. And so from the very beginning, um, they were kind of going above and beyond and just, you know, it was it's such a ha fitted sheets, you guys. I mean, it's a it's a I classic hear. line, but like yeah. it's folding fitted sheets and all that stuff is just impossible. So that when he was willing to take that on and worry about all my laundry. Um, it was a no-brainer for me to be like, okay, yes, because if I wanted to be able to manage, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 properties the right way, um, I couldn't do the laundry. And, uh, you know, I couldn't afford maybe or it didn't make sense to me financially to have the cleaners do it. So it just it was like one of those things. It just clicked. I met Daniel at a Walker's Point Neighborhood Association meeting um, through the alderman there. And, uh, and, and then ever since then, we've been, you know, good friends and uh, we've kind of worked through our two businesses together. So that's kind of the story. This yeah. is where the limitations of podcasting, we can't show all the fitted sheet memes, but everybody <laughs> should go Google fitted sheet meme right now and have a very nice time tonight. <laughs> Adam, you know how I fold fitted sheets? Bundle them up as much as you can and then put all the other sheets on top of them and shove them in the closet I, and hope nobody notices. I, I just buy, buy new ones. <laughs> oh, wow. Johnny Moneybags over there <laughs> just buys a new fitted sheet every time he needs one. No, only if my wife asks me to fold it. Oh, okay. Oh, it. got it. Okay. Give it to that to her. I mean, laundry is like a thing that people hate. And it's probably one of the first business models out there, right along with like prostitution and whatever 
other like the very first business models they talk about um as soon as they were closed i'm sure people were like okay i will pay somebody to not have to watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the skid marks yeah that's why they, that's why they got the new one <laughs> I'm you know, cheat? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. man, I'm <laughs> that's only at Adam's house. <laughs> that's why he knew. <laughs> yeah, that's why he knew. <laughs> that's why you were like, oh, it happens to your sheets too. <laughs> oh, you guys have that problem too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I thought uh, we were making a real connection <laughs> on that. And this is why we invested in an ozone machine because it kills ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everything. Yeah, I need, I need one of those over here. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you guys have been uh, working together. Um, sounds like piloting a little bit on both sides, and um, I guess uh, how how's it, how's that gone? Like, how's the the relationship been and? It, you know, as as properties increase and laundry increases, and um, and you guys keep rolling. I guess what what are you learning from the process that you, you can scale and and take to uh, take over the world? The service has been great. I have no complaints there. The way that we have things set up for drop off and pick up, and um, obviously, you know, it's okay. So when you're in these clubhouse rooms and you're talking to all these hosts, I keep hearing it over and over over and over again. They talk about this business is really driven by ratings, right? So it's all about what kind of rating you can get. So, you know, I'm very proud of my 4.93 rating that I have across my portfolio of properties. And and a lot of that starts with, you know, there's a number of things that kind of uh, make up that, that, that kind of uh, re review and experience. And it's like the total experience as a guest, you know, cleanliness is huge on that list. Mm -hmm. um, just overall experience, right? So, but cleanliness is huge, especially with the pandemic. So, um, having to be being able to provide the same quality when it comes to the sheets and the linens and be and knowing that we're going to give them a clean, comfortable bed and clean, comfortable towels and just things in the bathroom. Those little things, it's not, you know, a massive thing, but be able to provide that consistently, um, I think has just made it so much easier to do the scaling. Cause you know, as we had units, um, added, um, it was super easy to just kind of fold them into the into the system we kind of currently had running. So um, expanding with it, I mean, that's what makes WashBand be great for me was that I can go to another building, I can go to another homeowner, and I can plug it in, you know, wherever I need to. And it's an expense at the front end too. And buying sheets, I don't have to do that anymore. It's all part of the service. So um, it's been a huge, crucial in, in scaling for sure. How yeah. many units, when you opened, John, how many units did you start with? One. Um, well, we yeah, we had one, and now we're up to thirteen. So Jeez. thirteen, in, including including Daniel's lovely homes in Walker's Point, which <laughs> are great. To that. I, I had to, I got so busy, I had to turn over my units to John. It's been going well though, right? So I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah, really well. Um, what a four point nine three rating. I think <laughs> I'm so proud of that. good hands. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what's really cool is John's like places, like he tries to drive a Milwaukee experience through his. Airbnb rentals, like the places he's got, he's got artwork from shower curtains from a local artist. Yeah, we did the shower curtains from Reginald Baylor Studios. Oh, so nice. that's cool. Reg yeah. I, Reginald, I love his stuff. You know, he's a local artist that's got a piece in the um, art museum. Um, I just like love his stuff. And then we're trying to work on just building relationships with the hyper local kind of thing. So yeah. the things that are like literally like a block away, because you can walk to, I don't know, a dozen restaurants from where we are. Mm -hmm. So it's 
at least, incredible. yeah, four, what, five breweries in the neighborhood, Brewery, yeah. two distilleries. You know, you get, you check into John's places, you get a drink token um, at a couple places. I mean, it's, you get a guidebook that says, go here, do what the locals do. I mean, it's a huge economic driver of activity to Walker's Point where we're located. Um, but, you know, as myself as an Airbnb host, I find receipts when I'm cleaning up places, you know, <laughs> A group, you know, guy, he's a group of guys here for a bachelor party will go drop, you know, two or three grand at a nightclub or a bar and leave the receipt. I'm like, man, that's that's real money coming in the neighborhood. That's real right. money going into other local companies like ours. Um, and so driving that Milwaukee-ness of the experience, like letting people stay in the neighborhood versus a downtown hotel or, you know, wherever we're at. It's just a really cool, it's a cool way to experience Milwaukee. He said the name of the podcast. Three times. <laughs> yes. And in it's a exchange cool way for, to experience Milwaukee. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. In, ex, in exchange for that, here's what I will commit to. I already committed. I already gave you guys breaking news. Residual checks. <laughs> here's <laughs> no. Here's what I'm going to commit to. I've been looking or contemplating a staycation. Like a solo, just I've been in the house for a while. My family's sick of me. Where can I go and chill out for like a couple of nights? I am going to go to one of the properties in Cream City Stays. Nice. Do it. Yes. Adam, you're not invited, so don't. Yes. You, know, you might. You can maybe come and stop in for an hour one day. I'm going to show up for an hour and then give it four stars. <laughs> <laughs> I was only invited to stay for one hour. Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> the place gets five stars. Steve, two. I'd I'd love to talk about the reasons why we've like the actual words that people have written for why they've given the reviews, but I won't. But um, oh wait, this. wait, wait! You're gonna leave us hanging with that? Yeah, come on. What's up with these reviews here? Let's. Oh no, it's it's just it's kind of it just feels petty to to say it, but like uh, my favorite one ever was when they they raved about how clean everything was and then um, downgraded for a. a a used sponge in the, in the kitchen. And it's like, you know, we try to, we try to do as much as we can for everybody, but you know, sometimes a used sponge might get left there and uh, we, we would hope it doesn't affect their stay too much, but this guy, uh, it did. So. Just throw it away. I know. I know. We, we, I, you know what? Big debate on the sponge thing. We won't get into it. <laughs> Me being the, the person I am, I totally would have just reused it. Like, oh, I, sponge. I only want used sponges. That's so when funny. I come. Yeah. Only. Got soap That's on it. It. Well, I'm not eating the sponge. I mean, sponges are full of soap. Soap kills. I'll tell you one thing I'd learned, though. Yeah. What I learned from that experience is that I do my darnest to provide new sponges now. So that's all, you know, that's you all it learn. Adam, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't you drizzle like water over your food with the sponge <laughs> like to keep it moist? <laughs> I do. I uh, like right before I put uh, mac and cheese in the microwave. <laughs> I take a, I take the sponge right out of the soapy water I'm doing dishes and drizzle it and then toss her in the microwave, nuke it for four lot, and a half minutes. A lot of chefs do that, I heard. I heard. Yeah. So, good yeah. job. You're, Where do you think yeah. I learned it from? Steve does the same thing, but he does that at the bar mat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a whole drink in there, Daniel. <laughs> the end of the end of the week. Don't mind the chunks. The sponge filters them out. Yeah, it's fine. That's just ice. And it doesn't it, look like ice. If you know, you just do what you need to do. Conserve alcohol. <laughs> Gross. Um, hey guys, before we uh before we put an end to this happiness, 
let's do some rapid fire because this whole sponge thing got me pretty interested in something. So I'm going to throw rapid fire questions. You, each of you, Daniel and John, Adam, if you want to jump in too, you can. Oh, cool. Thanks. Say the first thing that comes to your mind with these questions in regard to your businesses. Should we just blurt it out at the same time or whatever? Yes. Let's make it fun. All right. Um, most common question you're asked. Oh, parking. <laughs> Vicious. John, as much as you can stick with the one word answers. Yeah. I love it. What about you, uh, Daniel? How does this make money? <laughs> nice. I'm obviously fundraising right now. Yeah. Yes. What is something people do not know about your businesses? Oof. I mean, that they should know. Or that you could feel comfortable telling them now. Wow. Or you could pass. You can always. I think, you know, for Wash B&B, we talk a lot about laundry. Um, but for us, laundry isn't a, it's, it, it's something that is part of our service, but not indicative of like the full value that we create or that we provide. Um, so we always run the risk of getting called a laundry company, but we are actually a hospitality company. Love it. Uh, so something that people don't know about my business. Well, maybe the business in like as a whole as short term rentals is that, uh, I think it's a it's a business and a market that a lot of people can get into uh, for, you know, you can get into it in a lot of different ways. It can you can not spend a lot of money. You can spend a lot of money. So it's a really the barrier to entry to kind of starting um, doing something like this is really low. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for people of diverse backgrounds to try it out. You know, yeah. It's the democratization of hospitality. It's really cool. And the community is great. You know, um, last rapid fire. If people want to connect up, follow up, uh, get in touch, uh, become customers, become investors, where where are they going to go? Right now for Wash B&B, um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a crowdfunding rant here. Um, I started as the year not a super big fan of crowdfunding. Um, and then my mind got changed. And I am now the, the probably the biggest proponent of crowdfunding there is. Um, I just mentioned earlier that it's the democratization of hospitality is what Airbnb gave people like John the ability to do who never could have opened a hotel before. Like none of us could. Um, and now he basically has a 13 door hotel um, that is spread throughout Walker's Point. Really cool. Crowdfunding is the Airbnb of finance, of startup finance, of small business financing it is going to dramatically change the way that businesses are funded in this country. And that means the types of businesses and the founders that found them, what they look like, who they are, their gender, what languages they speak. It is making it easy to raise money from your community. And if you can attract, a, if you can convince your community, whether it be friends, family, your neighbors, listeners, listeners, your <laughs> podcast hosts, your competitor. I mean, people have invested in Wash B&B that are direct competitors of ours. They own laundry businesses that we compete against. Mm -hmm. um, customers have invested in Wash B&B. My neighbors have invested in Wash B&B, my friends and family, and it's all made possible by WeFunder, 
who has built this beautiful platform to help companies. And then the SEC deregulating some of the archaic rules that were existed around crowdfunding uh, that made it really hard. So you could go drop $10,000 on Blackjack at Potawatomi, but you can't invest that money in a startup that your son started. That was wild. Yeah. Uh, so this is new. This is like really cool. And the, the way that you get involved is you go to wefunder.com slash wash and and you can read our whole story. You can understand the business opportunity um, as an investment. You can understand what we do for our customers. You can read about the pitch, the pivot we made, which we talked about a year ago, who we are as people. Um, some of our investors have wrote really nice things about us on the page, have asked some really intelligent questions on the page that we've answered. It's just a really amazing way to tell your story, convince people to believe in you, and hopefully make something really valuable for not just us now, but for and not just us and not just wealthy investors who had all the keys to the kingdoms before. But now this community, if Watch Me Be is a hundred million dollar company, the people that get in at this round that are the first money into Watch Me Be are going to be very wealthy. Um, I can't guarantee that happens. There's a lot of risk involved, but we are charting a path for that. And that's what our goal is. We want to build this into a big company. And um, I'm so excited to build this company for people like Steve, who just invested, for John, who invested also as a customer, um, for my mom who invested, for my next door neighbor who's investing. I mean, it's just a really, really cool thing to do. Um, I'm really excited. It, it, it like makes me, it's very motivating. Um, and so now I'm a big proponent of it. I think nice. that it's, I think it's the future and super excited. We'll, That's my crowdfunding rant. Yeah. We'll throw that link in the show notes for sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, we'll, we'll make sure to get it in the show notes for, uh, for people. Cool. Otherwise, if you're an Airbnb host, um, come to our website, washbnb.com. Find me on Twitter. Um, all of our stuff is connected to washbnb, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and if you want to reach me personally, Daniel at washbnb.com. Just send me an email. Like I'm, I'm open. Um, if you only have a hundred dollars to invest in Watch B&B, I still want to talk to you. I still want to hear like what's going on. I still want to build this company for you. Um, and if you need help getting your laundry done from Watch B&B, I also want to talk to you. If you need help getting your laundry done at home and in your, in the Milwaukee area, washhero.org. Nice. And that's for a good cause too. Yep. John. Uh, so for me, you can reach me, you can go to my website or our website, CraneCityExecutiveStays.com. Or if you want to hit me up directly, I'm fine with that. You could do uh, contact at CraneCityExecutiveStays.com is the email. And uh, yeah, same as Daniel. I mean, if if somebody wants to ask me from my uh, perspective about Washman B, I'd be more than happy to uh, talk to them about it. And uh, if anybody wants to talk to me about an opportunity they see to start their own Airbnb. I'd more than willing to share some advice with them and oh, see if cool. we can get them started. So yeah. And John is mine is now managing my Airbnb properties and he's maybe considering managing some other properties in this city. So yeah. If, if you got a property that you've always thought about Airbnb, but you don't want to deal with the wash B people or the 
house cleaning or talking to guests or getting it staged and ready to go. Uh, I think John's also open to those conversations now too. No, absolutely. Yeah. Obviously I'm open to those, I'm open to those conversations, but I'm, I am more than willing to share um, advice, maybe more so than some people think I should, but I think that that's what's driven the community to be so awesome with short-term rentals is that there's just so many people out there willing to um, give advice. And so if anybody just wants to pick my brain, I really, uh, I kind of enjoy it. So I would be fine with that too. Or come hang out with us on the club. Get in the clubhouse. Clubhouse, is, real, clubhouse is awesome. Honestly, I love Clubhouse. Clubhouse is great. So if, if if you're interested in learning about how you can turn anything into a short-term rental, like literally anything, you've got a, a detached garage, you've got a backyard, go to Clubhouse and listen to some of these groups. And it's just, there's so much information and knowledge in those groups. It's crazy. So Nice. Um, well, you got two guys here on this podcast uh, rooting for both of you. Yes. Sweet. Thank 100%. you. And a third if we add uh, Don Julio. <laughs> El Don. I'm speaking for Don. Um, He's definitely in. Well, this is awesome. Thank you both so much for joining us. Adam, thank you. Just thank you all. Yeah, glad to be invited back for another week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate yeah, it. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, we shouldn't make it a full year next time. I'm like, let's just do it a weekly thing or something. We'll, we'll figure Hell something yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Check in oh, on check in on us in like six months. Make sure we're doing okay. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> make, make sure make sure we survive the revenge travel. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, guys. Adam. Steve. You know. And now, Milwaukee's own Black Gold Theater. Now we're on